of grace. Unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. Now, something that we've all heard, and uh, you've probably maybe even experienced it, uh, in some organizations, you receive a merit badge, okay? And of course, when you receive a merit badge, you accomplish something. You did something, and you were rewarded for the accomplishment that comes from the hand of God. Let's go to definition number two. From unmerited favor, we go to this. This is a little bit more kind of a a down-to-earth definition. Grace is getting something you do not deserve. That's grace. Unmerited favor. You get something you do not deserve. Tried to kind of communicate that with the young people up here a few moments ago. They don't deserve candy, but we give them candy. It's a demonstration of grace. Getting something you do not deserve. So today's gift that we're talking about, the gift that each of us receives, as well as the gift that we can all give, is the gift of grace. So from the video this morning, as well as from some Bible passages, we learned some interesting things, some very practical things about grace. And I want to share those with you this morning. If you have a bulletin with you, you can find the outline there in the bulletin. And you can follow along as we talk about four aspects of grace. Here's number one regarding grace. Grace is a gift. It cannot be earned. Okay, that's grace. Scripture that is familiar to all of us is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, which talks about grace. It says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Now this particular passage here reveals a very crucial truth about salvation. And when we talk about salvation, we're talking about that gift of being able to go to heaven. So this is what's revealed here. Salvation, we learn from Ephesians chapter 2, salvation is a gift from God. It's a gift. Salvation is unmerited favor. You did not have to accomplish something to receive your merit badge, if you will. See, salvation is getting something you do not deserve. In other words, you were saved by grace. That is grace. Getting something you do not deserve. When it comes to salvation, none of us deserves salvation. None of us qualifies for God's embracing of us for salvation. He gives it as a great, or excuse me, he gives it as a gift as we activate it and appropriate it through faith. So that is grace. Now let's talk about our horizontal relationships. Let's talk about person to person. Person to person, we encounter grace as well. For example, when the highway patrolman pulls you over for speeding and you know you were speeding and he walks up to your window and he only gives you a warning, that is a demonstration of grace, okay? Unmerited favor. You received something you did not deserve. Just a warning. Or, 
You were standing in line at Starbucks, and you were impatiently waiting to purchase your latte. And the barista looks at you and says to you that the previous customer ahead of you paid for your latte. Now that's grace. You received something you did not deserve. It was unmerited favor. The previous coffee drinker gave you a gift, the gift of grace. And that was an expression of grace. So, when you buy someone's meal, that's grace in action. When you give a gift of money to somebody, that's grace in action. When you arrange the cookies on the plate and put the saran wrap over and deliver it to your neighbor, that's a gift of grace, unmerited favor, getting something you do not deserve. So when it comes to grace, the first lesson is this, grace is a gift. It cannot be earned. It cannot be earned. Well, here's number two regarding grace. Grace is expressed and experienced in relationship. That's number two. Grace is expressed and experienced in relationship. To express grace or even experience grace, people have to be present. See, for the gift of grace to work... For grace to work, there has to be a recipient of grace, and there has to be a giver of grace. The gift of grace takes place in the context of relationships. Well, as you know, we're all now in the season of Christmas, and we're buying gifts, or we're planning to buy gifts for our loved ones. Christmas would not be the same if you had no one to buy a gift for, right? You see, in order for grace to work, it has, it has to happen in the context of relationships. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6 says this, Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Verse 6 here is talking about relationships. You're in conversation with somebody. okay? And God says, use your conversation to distribute grace. When grace is spoken to someone, when grace is spoken to someone, hearts are encouraged, okay? burdens are lifted, and that day becomes a great day. So we experience, as well as express grace, that gift, unmerited favor, getting something you do not deserve, that all takes place in the context of relationship with one another. Number three regarding grace. Grace brings freedom. Religion binds up. Okay? Grace brings freedom. Religion binds up. Hebrews 13 says this to us. 
do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by ceremonial foods, which are of no value to those who eat them. So this particular verse is taking place in the context of somebody thinking that if you need to do certain things and not do certain things in order to be religious and spiritual. Well, the Bible says, you know, that, that's, not, that's not how you become spiritual. That doesn't do you any good. Rather, we need to be more into the concept of grace. Now, let's go back to Lewis, okay, in the video there. Now, Lewis, he got all hot and bothered over the fact that people would say, Happy Holidays, instead of saying, Merry Christmas. And so, from Lewis's life, he is demonstrating what religion will do to you. Religion wants to make you right, okay? That's what religion will do. Religion will make you right, at least try to be right. Religion is about adhering to a certain list of do's and don'ts. And it's that list of do's and don'ts that will enslave you. We got a good, good visual, a metaphorical visual from Lewis. He was all bound up, remember? Brace on the neck and a body cast. He was all bound up, couldn't enjoy life at all. And that's the nature of religion. Religion will bind you up. It will not free you up. And as he has communicated, this is what Lewis said. If you remember his statement, he said, Religion is wanting to be right, but grace is wanting to be right with others and with God. Grace, religion, ties you up. Religion enslaves you. Following that list of do's and don'ts will put you in handcuffs. It will not free you up. Grace will free you up. When it comes to grace, there, is, there are no do's and don'ts. And let me share this about grace. Listen to this. Grace focuses on the person, not the behavior. See, that's what religion is about. Religion focuses on the behavior. Hey, you can't do that. Why are you doing that? That's not Christian-like. Okay, religion focuses on behavior, but grace focuses on the person. There are no qualifications or standards when it comes to receiving grace. Isn't that good? There are no standards or qualifications when it comes to receiving grace. Lewis said, religion is wanting to be right, but grace is wanting to be right with people and God. Number four, grace is for the broken. Grace is for the broken. James chapter 4, verse 6 says this, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, a sign of humility, being humble, a sign is the realization that you do not have it together. That, that's humility. You realize you do not have it together. Humility is understanding that you need help because you are broken. 
It's admitting that you are flawed. I'm not perfect. That's humility, understanding that. But here's the good news. God wants to give grace. He wants to give that gift, that unmerited favor. He wants to give it to those who are broken. So that's all of us. We all qualify for God's gift of grace. Grace is for the broken. So let's talk about applying this morning's topic of grace, the gift of grace. How can we apply that? Well, let's remember again Lewis's words. What did he say? He said this, grace is wanting to be right with others and with God. Wanting to be right with others and with God. So this leads me to this question, first of all, as we apply it. Are you right with God? Are you right with God? In order to experience the grace of God, you've got to be right with God. And when I'm talking about being right with God here, what I am talking about is that we all have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We all have to recognize spiritually that we are flawed. Okay? We are broken. And because we're flawed and broken, we're not going to go to heaven. If we realize that, that's the first step. And the next step is saying, because I am broken, because I am flawed, Lord Jesus Christ, I need you. Okay? And when we confess that and enter into that relationship with Jesus Christ, okay, we get that right relationship and we experience the gift of grace, getting something we do not deserve, which is salvation. So where are you in your relationship with Jesus Christ? To experience the gift of grace that God offers, that unmerited favor, we need to enter into relationship with him. That's the first step. Now, the second part of grace is this question. Are you right with others? Remember, Lewis says, grace is being right with others and with God. Are you right with others? You know something? This Christmas season, your plans will not work out. Okay? The details of your Christmas will be interrupted. Things are just not going to go according to plan. At that point, you will be offered the opportunity to be right or to be gracious. What will your choice be? You'll have an opportunity to be right. Hey, we got Christmas planned for the 25th at 1 o'clock. Be there. Or, hey, we can adjust. We can have lunch a little bit later. As soon as you get here, that'll be just good, you know? Grace, it's about right being right with people instead of having to be right. That's grace. And that's the gift not only have we received from God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, but that is the gift that we can give during the Christmas season. As you buy that gift, the clerk who's checking you out will be obnoxious because they've gone through hundreds already. You'll have an opportunity to be right or to be gracious. 
Somebody will bring you a plate of cookies. And they almost break your teeth when you chew into them. You'll have an opportunity to be gracious or be right. You're looking for that shortest line. We've been there, haven't we? Walmart, you're looking it over. Okay, that, that line looks like the shortest and quickest. And we get there, and what happens? Oh, man, that, that cart was just full. I didn't see that. And you're stuck there, right? Okay, we're in a situation where we can either be right, which means nothing's going according to my plans, or we can be gracious. This season, the season of giving, Let's all agree together. Let's give the gift of grace. It's unmerited. They don't deserve it. But we can sure give it. Let's pray together. Lord, thanks again for the opportunity to be challenged in our thinking regarding Christmas. Lord, a lot of times we think about maybe getting. And we think about material things. Getting material things or giving material things. Lord, may we think about how we can honor you at this time and give grace, that unmerited favor, favor, giving something they do not deserve. Lord, may we be that kind of people because we know that that behavior points others to Jesus Christ. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.